rules to make a graven image of any sort of Muhammad, right? The idea is that you're not supposed to make an image. And among the ancient Hebrews, the idea was very similar. The Taoists say that uh, you shouldn't confuse the moon with a finger pointing to the moon. And what all that means is that the absolute is always something that transcends the finite frame that you place around your perceptions. So as soon as you start talking about it, representing it, making statues of it, or idolizing it, you lose your connection with the absolute because you've turned it into something that's understandable and concrete. Part of the wisdom traditions that the world still maintains make the constant moral presupposition that you should always be aware of what it is that transcends both your understanding and your perceptions. And you should keep firmly in mind that that exists. Now, when people talk about God in the modern world, they tend to think about something that's more, uh, that ha more, has more of the characteristics of a being. And I suppose that's where most of the debate about religious reality comes in. But the idea that there's an absolute that's outside of your perceptual capacity seems to be, to, to be merely a statement of fact, especially given what we know now about the nature of perception, that the phenomena always transcends the manner in which you frame it. We've also come to understand that not only does reality have multiple levels of existence, but in order to perceive it, you have to stand inside multiple frames. This is a picture of a French city. It's a walled city. Now, the walls are there to keep the people in, and the walls are there to keep what isn't in the walls out. And so you can think about that as a protective structure. Now, I want to tell you how it is that you still inhabit a walled city and exactly what that means. So, for example, you think about this room, and I'm going to tell you how it is that this room allows you to see what it is that you see. Now, when you're interacting with a computer, you actually don't interact with the computer. You interact with the keyboard and the screen. If the computer crashes, then you interact with the computer. And you find that, as a general rule, very annoying, because you don't really understand the computer very well, and you don't actually see how complex it is until it stops working. Most of the time when you're interacting with the world, you're doing things with the world. You're interacting with it in a way that produces some consequence that you want. And that means in part that your perceptions are always framed by what you want. And that's actually one of the reasons why the world isn't just made out of objects. The world is made out of things you use and things that get in your way. Now, you're always applying a frame like that to the world in order to simplify it enough so that you can understand it. And you're aided in this process by all sorts of processes you really don't notice. Because when you look at the world, you think, well, there are the objects. But there's a thousand things going on before you make that judgment. So we'll look at this room. When you walk in here, the room tells you what to do. The reason it tells you what to do is because all the seats are pointed in the same direction. They're all slanted in a particular way. When you walk in here and there's other people sitting, you can see that all their faces point to the front. People's faces point towards 